It's Eat, Drink, Talk. Yum, yummy. The wine is uncorked, the bourbon neat, the apps are on the table. And here comes the main course. And welcome in to Eat, Drink, Talk, the Louisville's only show about restaurants and bars. We're all excited because we have Carolyn McLean back from Frigid Iceland. I've missed you. <laughs> I know it. But I did think of you because I know you had been to Iceland. So I was wondering if we had a similar experience or not. No, because you weren't smart enough to go in July. <laughs> That's right. We chose to go uh, in the shoulder season, as they say, as they head into winter. Yeah. I it would. was cold. I don't think I'd have liked it as much as you did. Yeah. I mean, you, you were probably paying attention to my crazy Facebook pictures. You, you, a little you, bit. You did a good job. If you had been getting paid for uh, reports from Iceland, you would have uh, done very well. Well, I have a treat for you because, I, you know, I, I was w- with three fabulous women, mm-hmm. and one of them will be joining us in the studio Whoa. in a little bit. Her name's Demi Green, and she's going to talk food with us, Icelandic cuisine. Okay. All right. Okay. So stay tuned for that. But uh, uh, the, the topic here in Louisville is Breeders' Cup. Breeders' Cup is upon us, and it's uh, very exciting. It's Breeders' Cup. It's Halloween. It's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people are going to be out running around this week. Uh, I'm looking forward. You know, uh, Monday and Tuesday is EquestraCon. I know mm-hmm. uh, the show doesn't come out till Tuesday, but uh, that's a all-day uh, sort of trade show-like event yep. at the uh, Kentucky International Convention Center. It's all about horses. You like horses. Yes, I was just reading about it because it is a new event. It's the They, they call it the International horse racing convention so yeah it's like a huge trade show but then all the celebrities are there the jockeys the trainers um the horse owners and then they have networking so i'm interested what this event looks like yeah it's gonna be great and then uh, of course we take a break on wednesday and and have halloween and i've just been my phone's just blowing up there's major controversy around town about what time trick-or-treating is right right not only what time but they're like why are we having it on a school night a national petition to move it to saturday not this year what does this world come to they want the president to endorse the petition to move halloween to saturday from here on out did you know that no, but that's stupid. Well, it's stupid that it's on a, a weeknight when kids have to, they're all jacked up on sugar, and then they have to go to school in the morning. You're, you're, you're crazy. It's been it's, like this for decades. When you, I was 12 I know, years old, I went, and, and, I, and you do it, and you get back at 8 o'clock, and you go through your candy, and then... Who gets back at 8 o'clock? The people the, that it's are like 10 11 if you're and then they start candy, eating all their just, crap. Just close the door, because all you're getting are people too old to trick or treat after 7. I think you're jaded. Yes. Because the kids. I'm a grump. <laughs> at least you're admittedly <laughs> jaded. Your kids are older. Did you forget? I mean, I still have one that's going to trick or treat. She's too old. <laughs> She's. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her. Tell her that. I said, guys, if you're listening, I said, my daughter just turned 13 and this is her last year. Too old. And <laughs> it gave me the business. <laughs> I said, they go as a group it's and they know kids. it's their last year and they go to like a, you know, a few houses. And that's that. A few. I mean, they're like saying goodbye to a piece of their childhood. Okay. All well, right. then we get through Halloween, and then it, <laughs> it's all on Breeders' Cup. There's racing all week at Churchill Downs, and uh, there's a lot of people in from out of town. that will be eating and drinking. A good, night for re- good week for restaurants. Fourth Street Live has a lot of concerts, like Lincoln Bridge. Awesome. Lincoln Free. Bridge is on Thursday night. Thursday night, over 21. And what was the, what were the other two? You said 
some groups well, I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't know about the spasmatics the spasmatics <laughs> what a great name uh, spasmatics are playing uh, Four Street Live on Friday night they are a uh, uh, sort of I, when I was reading about them it, it reminded me of like the monkeys you know mm-hmm. because the guy had a concept and then he hired the musicians to do the concept and I think that's what the spasmatics are mm. and uh, um, and then burning Las Vegas is Saturday night which is uh, as our, our friend Demi uh, pointed out to us is a uh, full of energy yeah we'll let we'll let band. her tell that story because yeah. she's seen them burning las vegas i like the name so yeah it's uh singing and dancing a lot of energy high energy on fourth street live uh after the races uh which are during the day friday and saturday you know it's really special that the british cup is coming to louisville it's uh it's very exciting we're trying to get it back more and more and uh, uh that's that's very exciting for our city well, our, our very special guest right after the break is the executive chef of Churchill Speaking Downs. Speaking of Churchill Downs, our talk, old favorites. Yes, to talk about Breeders' Cup and his new endeavor, right? The Old Stone, Stone Inn, Inn in so, Simpsonville. So we're, we're going to go to chef and then uh, stay tuned because we'll have all the news and notes around the, the city of Louisville, um, plus my friend Demi, who's going to probably talk shit about me in Iceland, and then we'll talk a little food as well. How's that sound? All right, let's get to it. Here's our interview with uh, David Danielson right here in the Louisville.am studio. If you're looking for quality food, fun bars, and several nightlife hotspots, 4th Street Live is the place for you. Not only is it located in the heart of downtown Louisville, but each of these venues are just a few steps apart. Come enjoy an afternoon meal with your family, watch the next big game, or bring your friends for a fun night out. Head over to 4th Street Live and see for yourself. Welcome back to Eat, Drink, Talk. I am your co-host, Carolyn McLean, alongside Rick Redding, and we have a fantastic guest in the studio, <laughs> Executive Chef Danielson. Hello, how are you? And owner of the Old Stone Inn now. Very Party up. week. <laughs> Prou- proud owner of a new baby. Absolutely. It's a long time coming. I'm very happy to see it come to life. Well, we want to get to Old Stone Inn in just a minute, but on the heels of Louisville here, November 2nd and 3rd, the Breeders' Cup Classic. How you doing? We're excellent, you know, uh, very, very exciting, obviously. Uh, last time it was here, 11 year, or seven years ago in 2011, I had actually just moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're happy to have it back. The Breeders' Cup is amazing. Um, it's great to be doing this kind of racing in November and uh, see this kind of turnout. Um, we, we've got a lot of great things planned, so we're really excited. Well, I was surprised to read. Did you know that the Breeders' Cup Classic has all, uh, only been around since 1982? Was oh, that? yeah. I mean, uh, it's, I not a, know that. it's not the 144th running. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I was reading a little bit about the history of it, that the group of horse owners and breeders and yeah. folks in the industry wanted to sort of end the year, cap it all off with pay, paying homage to the industry and seeing who's best at the end of the year and, and, and then also to recapture enthusiasm for the, for the sport. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's, it's great for us because it's a different kind of racing. You've got all the different classes. And so two full days of racing, everyone's coming out, uh, you know, a lot different experience than what we see at Derby. So uh, we're very excited to have it back here at Churchill Downs. What are we eating? What's on the menu for <laughs> well, Breeders' Cup? Oh, man. We Get have, to the good stuff. We have menus and menus. So one of the great things that's happening this year at Churchill is – uh, Breeders Cup has brought in a whole slew of celebrity and guest chefs mm-hmm. uh, from across the country, and they will be uh, working with us to do different menus. Um, everywhere from the mansion, the turf club, steaks from jockey club suites, finish line suites. 
So we're going to be doing about seven different menus each day. The chefs will be in their areas preparing um, several dishes along with us. Um, and, and then they will switch each day, Friday and Saturday, to give different experience to the guests in those areas. All right. Mm. Are they, do these celebrities really know what the hell time, they're doing? It's time to are name drop Are they just celebrities? Uh, <laughs> so are you like, get out of my kitchen? Or are you like, okay. No, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's always fun to work with uh, different people from around the industry. Several of these people we know. We've got two local uh, chefs who are coming, Anthony Lamas and Weta Michaels. So that's really great that they're in the mix. Yeah. Um, Angie Marr, Morimoto. Uh, Amanda Freetag, uh, Jose Garces, there's several other chefs coming. So it's fun to collaborate with them and to bring them in, show them a little bit about what we do. Yeah. And are they uh, working, though? Are they sweating? Are they wearing uh, their coats? <laughs> are, they, are they drinking and, and, yeah, and wearing their fancy bow ties and, and bedding? They're probably not sweating as, men, as much as uh, uh -huh. most, but, yeah. uh, but, but they're here. I.E. you. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good meals gotta, to be gotta, had. Gotta keep up it there. real. So Old Stone Inn, um, in on Shelbyville Road in Simpsonville, just reopened a couple of weeks ago, right? Last month. Actually, maybe? it's getting ready to open tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Officially, you had a yeah, soft yeah. opening. Yes, yeah, so okay. we've been doing things out there a couple a uh, couple weeks. We've been doing some soft openings, some private events. Okay. And um, working the bugs out. Working it all out and getting it geared up and getting it ready, and now we're ready to throw the doors open to the public uh, tomorrow night. Okay, yeah. are, are you? This is like the timing. My God, are you about mm -hmm. to have like a panic attack? <laughs> you have Breeders' Cup in um, your new restaurants <laughs> opening tomorrow night. You know, I was hoping to be open a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. but as things go, but you know, the reality is this: both at Churchill Downs and at the Old Stone Inn, I've got an amazing group uh, at both places. One of the reasons I did this was um, a, a group of people who I'd worked with in the past had come back to me wanting to work. There was a great team, and um, I had had my eye on this restaurant for a couple years, been trying to work something out, and uh, was able to kind of pull everybody together, put it together, and um, so we are, uh, we are making it happen. Old Stone Inn has had a rocky past. Um, well... You know, it's been around for 200 years, uh, so it's had a couple mm -hmm. hiccups. <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, yes, the last few years has been rough, but this building's been attacked by Indians. It's been in Civil War battles, and uh, it's probably served a couple meals that weren't so great. But we're really turning the corner on that again. I've got an amazing crew in the kitchen. I've got an amazing crew in the front of the house. A lot of uh, veterans from, from some of the finest restaurants, not only here in Louisville, but we brought some people in who I've worked with from around the country, um, and, and really putting together a, a, a great experience for the guests. What's on the menu? Do you have it in front of oh, us? I, I want to peruse this, because so I'm, I'm dying to know if you kept anything, or if it's all new. <laughs> it's all new. So... You know, here's what we tried to do. Uh, one of the reasons that I was looking to do this was we have built a great relationship with a lot of local farmers over the last several years at Churchill. We wanted to continue to, uh, you know, grow on that program and um, continue to develop new ideas, you know. And, and so we're basically taking kind of southern cuisine and local uh, American type cuisine from this area, put our modern kind of twist on a little bit of a contemporary twist. Uh, historically, the Old Stone Inn has been more of a special event type of restaurant. Right, right. 
So we have um, shed the white tablecloth. Okay. And um, we're making it more of a restaurant that people can come to every day. I want mm-hmm. it to be a place where people will, you know, use all the time, as well as we've, we've built a tavern downstairs in, in one of the dining rooms. It will also have a separate menu that will have some sandwiches. Uh, you, you, some let's back that up. How's the bar? The bar you is said spectacular. The ta- <laughs> I want to hear about the bar. So, yeah, the new name is the Old Stone Inn and Tavern. We, we have built a large bar. We've put together a great bourbon program, a great by the wine glass program. You know, again, there's a lot of people out in that area that uh, don't necessarily want to sit down and have the full meal. So I wanted people to be able to also stop in and, uh, and have something a little bit lighter and grab a drink. And maybe after a rough day of shopping over at the outlet malls. <laughs> Stop on by and see. I was going to say, there's not a whole lot of competition in, in Simpsonville for the dining dollar, right? It's fast food mainly. Yeah, there is. It's a greatly. Mexican, un- that's about. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a greatly, greatly underserved area out mm-hmm. there. And, um, you know, that was another reason that we wanted to do it. And um, so, yeah, we wanted, you know, looking at all that, we wanted to make it a place where people would continue to come out and someplace, again, that people would come on a daily basis. So I am of the horse world out there, right? And I ride in Simpsonville, and every day I pass it, I'm like, are they open? All the horse (laughs) people are wondering. You talk about, now, is it okay to come in there dirty and sweaty in your jodhpurs and your boots? You know what? Uh, Saturday night we did a private event for um, the long-run Woodford Fox Hunters. So they had a huge steeplechase in that. And uh, we had about 40 or 50 of them over afterwards, and uh, they were down in the bar having drinks. Yep. And, uh, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we've kind of done to the place. And, mm-hmm. um, again, you know, it's, it's, we wanted it to come back and be that kind of cornerstone that it historically had been to the community mm-hmm. and something that, um, that, that people could come in and use. Now, how many, and Rick's going to talk about, he's perusing your menu. He's going to talk about <laughs> some of these delectable menu items, but how many of those were born at Churchill, or are they fresh items that you want to try on people before you might suggest them at Churchill? No, these are, um, really, these are all fresh things. You know, I mean, they were, um, they were all kind of thought up for out here, um, you know, one of the one of the things that happens at Churchill is um, when we're going in season, we don't really have a lot of time to do a lot of research and development. In the off season, we're working, you know, very hard on redoing derby menus and this. So, you know, uh, one of the things out here was to be able to continue to develop new ideas, develop, develop new menus take different things and see how we can scale them up to bring them back to Churchill. Mm -hmm. So this is a lot of new ideas, and these are um, some different things and some different concepts, some different techniques that, you know, eventually may work their way back up to a derby menu, an Oaks menu, or or that type of stuff. What looks good on the menu to you? Well, I don't know if I was out there. You know, I'd probably go with this apple and cheddar salad, you know, being the, uh, the health-conscious guy that I am. But, mm-hmm. but I see you got the traditional, uh, like, shrimp and grits, which yeah, is uh, cool. something I would now also there, order. there's a derby thing, right? No, right. So, you know, there's a couple things on there that's got to be recommended. You know, we have a great relationship with Lua Mill, and um, so we want to showcase that. Again, you know, really... Um, it's very user-friendly. There's stuff on there that's recognizable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tasso for the shrimp and grits comes from our friends at Smoking Goose. Mm. Again, a lot of local stuff. 
And then a lot of the things on there, too, are really historic things that we've kind of moved forward. One of the desserts we have on there is a Appalachian apple stack cake, which is a 100-year-old tradition where people would bring a uh, – each family would bring a layer of the cake, and they get stacked up at weddings and gatherings. Huh. I've heard so of that. So we've <laughs> done not. that, and we've put a little bit of a modern twist on there. We're doing it with a rosemary and brown butter ice cream. Mm. We've got an amazing uh, version of a pumpkin pie on there that we took out of the – uh, Kentucky Housewives uh, cookbook from the 1800s. Put a little bit of a contemporary twist mm-hmm. on it. So we're going back and trying to look at some historic things and old things and try and figure out how do we, you know, modernize those and bring those forward because I feel like both at the Old Stone Inn and at Churchill when people come down here, you know, we want to tell that story. We want to tell right. that we have such a rich history. It's amazing to have a restaurant that's actually, you know, 50 years older than Churchill Downs. So uh, <laughs> It's hard to imagine. We, we, want to, uh, we want people to come down and experience a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I wanted to ask, uh, like, wh- what kind of work did you have to do out there? I mean, you took it over some months ago, and, uh, and now it's ready, but uh, there's yeah, been some so work going on. We, uh, you know, I've been working on this with the Purnell family, who, who actually owns the building. We've been talking about two years back and forth on this, and I kind of put it off a few times um but there's a great deal of work has gone into the building um a lot of some new floors and and really cleaning it up the whole kitchen's been redone the bar the whole bar has been built that whole new area was all built um all new tables chairs i mean so that it's kind of when you come down there you really won't recognize it from what it once was it's it's uh it's still a very old historic building that's that's got that amazing charm mm-hmm. and feel but uh it's it's big and span and, and nice and shiny inside all right well it's i'm cool looking stuff. forward to it you, you'll be seeing my face in there <laughs> that's Wednesdays, right She'll on be wednesdays <laughs> shex is gonna be mad if i start coming <laughs> over there now i'll have to like divide my time <laughs> speaking of dividing your time that's a great a great, a great transition uh, david uh, this week breeders cup's going to be on churchill's open your new restaurant's going to be open where are you going to be I'm going to be a little bit everywhere. You know, I woke up about 2.30 this morning. Oh. And uh, so I get up early. I go, I'm at Churchill every morning, and um, I've got the crew in there. We're working throughout the day. My crew uh, is out at uh, the Old Stone getting ready out there. And, and, you know, the nice thing about the day racing here at Churchill is we end pretty early in the afternoon. So when we wrap up at Churchill, um, and I feel good, I shoot out, and mm-hmm. I'm ready for dinner service uh, every mm-hmm. night at the Old Stone. God, you're going to so be doing you're, a little bit of double You're burning duty. at both ends Tough of the week. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people have asked me that, and I'll tell you what. I feel like, uh, you know, for me, when I get back out there, the difference is, you know, at Churchill, um, amazing group, large group of people. It's... Um, you know, I'm, I'm walking around a large facility and I'm managing, and it's a different kind of dynamic. We're at the Old Stone Inn. I'm actually on the line and I'm cooking. Right. And uh, I've told a couple of people, uh, I feel like this is my therapy, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I get out there and it's long days, but when I get out there and do that, it's it's a very different type of thing. And uh, Can I you ask know, you a personal question? Sure. This is on the heels of losing Chef Corbett and both of our friend John Asher. Are you yep. Are you taking care of yourself? Yeah, you know, um, actually, I've, I, I, I've uh, had a, lost a couple of good friends even before that happened in the last year, and uh, it really kind of brought it home to me. Um, 
since January of last year, I've actually lost probably about 60, 70 pounds. I get up every morning, I'm working out, I'm watching what I'm doing, and uh, yeah, it's something to really, you know, really take uh, into consideration, and you know, so as I go through this, I, I had a couple friends out this week who were very close with Dino, and you know, a couple of people have asked that, and um, and again, you know, I, I truly feel that one for me, I love what I do, mm-hmm. and so I get that part of it. It's long days, it's long hours, but um, from the stress standpoint and from that, you know, I, I really don't feel that. And my history in this business, you know, I, I was the chef at the Palmer House in Chicago, seventeen hundred room Hilton Hotel. I was the chef at United Center or Rockefeller Center. United Nations. I came from working these big, big places, and I really learned a long time ago kind of how to manage that, how to not allow yourself to get caught up into that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you need to shut that down, and you need to be able to walk away and take some time, because if you don't, um, you know, it will get you, and it's it's a tragic loss. And unfortunately, you know, both of those gentlemen were, were near and dear to me, and mm-hmm. I I saw both of them right before uh, uh, they passed away, and that mm-hmm. was, you know, that's a, that's a hard blow, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that certainly stays in your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, we want you to take care of you. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, website address for Old Stone Inn? Uh, the website is coming online. It okay. is oldstoneinnandtavern.com, and it should be up by tomorrow. All right, Shelbyville Road, Simpsonville. 6905 Shelby Road, Simpsonville. All right, much love. Thank Thanks, you thanks so for coming much. on. Great to see you. Rick Redding has his ear to the ground on Louisville news, issues, and media. Get a new episode every Thursday at louisville.am. And here we are back with the Drink Talk. That was great having David Danielson in here. He's got so much going on. I don't know how you do that. I wanted to just hug him. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so so many hours a day of working. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, this part of the show, uh, we always uh, talk about things going on in town. It's eatdrinktalk.net uh, if you want to catch out catch any of our past podcasts or anything else that is going on in the city. We have plenty of news up there. And um, Carolyn? There's a lot going on since you've been gone. I know. I saw that um, your old Clifton's Pizza was getting a new tenant. The neighborhood is getting a new tenant. I, I saw my uh, councilman, Bill Hollander, uh, noted on Facebook that, in fact, it didn't take long f- to fill up Clifton's. Clifton's had been there 28 years. Yeah. Believe it just it or not. closed so abruptly. And they closed abruptly. And uh, this, this guy who I didn't know about out in LaGrange or Oldham County somewhere mm-hmm. is um, bringing a the whole Italian thing down Steve-os. there. So so the expe- menu's going to expand a bit. It's not going to be just pizza and really fattening stuff. But I saw that. It was like pizza, stromboli, subs, wings, pasta, yeah. little cannoli. little expanded menu. I so wonder if they're really Italian, though. That always ma- It makes a difference. Well, it does. his name's Steve-O. Uh, I don't know what that <laughs> means. But that that it's that immediate. Is that, are they moving in right now? I know it was announced. Uh, it's not open yet, okay. but uh, it will be open. I think around Thanksgiving. Did you happen to see when I was in Iceland? Um, the Cooking Channel debuted Butchertown Grocery for chicken and waffles. 
You look at me like you, you, you seriously think I might have actually seen that. You didn't see it? <laughs> I don't watch the cooking channel. Well, you have to you have to seek it out because it's not like Food Network where it just pops up. It, yeah. you know, if you it have, would have to seek me It's out. like channel 200 and something something. Yeah. But it was pretty good. And then they, they have another one about comfort food um, Tuesday night, which would be the day the show drops, Eat, Drink, Talk. So it's like segment number two on comfort food. So they're getting yeah. some, some national love. And then I don't know if you knew they were they were hosting a they're hosting a brunch right before Breeders' Cup and Carson Kressley's coming. You know Carson Kressley from Bravo. Yeah. Do you know him a, really or not? He's a famous person. I and don't you, know. He rides horses. He's yeah. an equestrian rider, okay. so he's got a, you know ties to Kentucky because he's here quite a bit. Well, good. So that's happening this week. There's a lot of celebrities in town for uh, the Breeders' Cup and all the other stuff that's going on. Um, you know, I mentioned on the show last week. I only think really quickly. Um, downtown is very exciting. Uh, things going on right now. And right across from the Omni, um, the Old O'Malley's Corner Griffs has a sign there taking applications to work there. So uh, the Griffs. The Griffs? Is going to be a new um, new restaurant. You can see in the windows. It looks pretty good. Okay. Um, our friends at Logan Street Market, by the way, just designed their new, so it's sort of like a mascot. It's a llama. And uh-huh. they're having a Name That Llama contest. Larry. Larry the Llama. Larry, without a doubt. He actually looks a little bit like Larry if you (laughs) pull up Logan Street Market. By the way, still on target to open spring of 2019. Okay, good for them. We hope. hope I hope that happens for them. Yeah. It's a good good thing down there. All right. Well, um, you know, we need to move on to Iceland. Iceland. We we just have to. People want to hear about Iceland. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's being facetious. (laughs) (laughs) I have my friend uh, Demi Green in the studio. Welcome to the show, Demi. Thank you both for having me. Glad, glad you're here, here, Demi. I, I, had, I had to have Demi on because I really barely knew Demi before this trip. And then when you take a trip with four women and you're in a car for a very long time very long and time. you're in, right, in small living quarters and sharing bathrooms, you get to know someone. And one tube of toothpaste. And one tube, yes, and some other things along the way. But Demi and I ended up liking a lot of the same Icelandic foods and dishes. So I wanted her to come on the show to talk about them because I, I find it interesting. And I know a lot of people are going to Iceland because the airfare is so cheap. So I, I just want to say, yo, if you're going to Iceland, this is what you're going to. And by the way, it's expensive. It might be cheap to get there. But once you get there, the food is expensive. Am I right? As is the coffee which is sold by the cup for $5 a cup, and mm. the wine and beer. Like a regular cup of coffee. And when they called it, what, filtered coffee? Filtered coffee. So and it is, $5. Indeed, it is indeed cold, so uh, you didn't take my advice. I said go in July. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you didn't. No, so I didn't. it was cold. No, I didn't. But uh, well, I don't know if folks would be shocked to find out that um, what's commonplace over there to eat is puffin and shark. Isn't and that horse. a bird? And whale. And horse, as Demi just mentioned. So, I mean, that's like they don't even blink an eye at any of those. Puffin a bird? Puffin's right? a bird. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. A yeah. cute one. <laughs> yeah. A cute one. There's like a Disney character that's yes, a puffin. Yes, he is. Okay. But, but some of the, but the fish is divine. And there was a fish, I don't know if folks around here had heard of. What was the dish we, we shared? The first night we shared a lingfish, which was a sweet, light amazing fish similar to cod Mm -hmm. but so much better Mm -hmm. and most of the restaurants that we chose or our friend found for us um, (laughs) we call her king leslie ward yes and she made (laughs) the warden we had a list of things to follow but the presentation was 
amazing. Yeah. The, the way they plated food was beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So I'm even like, though you were paying a lot of money for like the, the ling was in a hollandaise sauce. And you're right, Demi. It was a member of the, the cod family. It was the salt that brought out the sweet. Everything. I, that was one thing that I brought back because I am not a tchotchke type of person and didn't bring back a lot of souvenirs. But lava salts, raspberry mm-hmm. salts, mm-hmm. even the mm-hmm. desserts had salt on the whipped cream. And it was really amazing the the way they used it and how good it really it brought the flavors to life yeah even ice cream everything was salted like in Mm -hmm. a unique way um the the one place that we both also liked when we were in Reykjavik we found this place it was it looked like the upstairs of a house they served two things Soup. <laughs> you could get soup number one, or you could soup get soup, soup number two. two. Right? And yes, we had. And we were kind of shocked. We had the Hungarian meat soup, mm-hmm. which was definitely different, but I seem to remember us still talking the last day yeah. about that was one of the best things we had. Was a bowl of soup. It's served in a bread bowl, and it had a, a distinct smell. And do you remember? I was like, uh oh. Lamb, I, curry. Cumin. Uh, was something it had else. some Indian spices yes, it in did. it, which is why I was thinking I might not like it. But, but it I loved it. Amazing. Lamb was the key. And it was very hearty. And mm-hmm. I didn't even finish mine. I did. I know. <laughs> you, you women were dogging that up. Um, and then we ended up at this little greenhouse. And do you remember that? They were like oh. famous for their tomato soup. Yes, and I am not going to try to pronounce that name, but it was like Freud Himar. She was something. the only one that could pronounce anything, honestly. But It was what, fine the first day, but, but then after that I lost all of it. But it was cool because they were growing the tomatoes that they used in the soup right there in front of you. It, we basically and then sat producing in them. a greenhouse, but we were kind of shocked because all the tomatoes still were in dirt. Yeah. And uh, it was an interesting... They basically served tomato soup or tomato soup and <laughs> tomato and soup. Carolyn had. Yeah. and then they would bring you a skewer in a log and they stuck it in the log and that would either be a skewer of cheese mm-hmm. or a skewer of seafood and those were compliments to your all-you-can-eat tomato soup you did wow. get but t- tell rick what happened you got a little freaked out i did get a little freaked <laughs> out they um the tomato soup is not what we're used to here very thin, very sweet, tomato, very sweet, and very ground up tomatoes, mm-hmm. you know, with the seeds, with everything. But it was a buffet style, and people in Iceland apparently don't <laughs> get a clean bowl before <laughs> they put the ladle in their dirty bowl. Just dip it on down in there. They just dip it down it in there. It would be like licking your spoon and then double dipping. And double dipping. Mm. And once the girls, and I didn't get the soup, but once the girls saw that, they were like, We were yeah. eating your Are we stupid soup. Americans, though, for being like that? I think we're a little germaphobic around here. Right. And, uh, you know, I say that all the time. People are just. Would that have bothered you? No. You would have been like, Because no. it was all you could eat, the soup. Yeah. And the the uh, bread. The breads were amazing. That's the bread and the Danish. They're all about their Danish desserts, bakery. That was really good. A good filler for a, but a thin soup, unlike our tomato soups here. But everything was, it was so fresh. The seafood was fresh. The asparagus on the ling was so Well, they're out fresh. there on an island. They, don't, mm-hmm. they got to have everything shipped in, right? Exactly. Why it's so expensive. So you're smart to go with anything in the, the sea, right? Anything of the fish anything category. 
Like the lobster was good. The lobster. I like the lobster soup. Demi That's didn't like it. The one like thing it. I remember about uh, Iceland food was lobster and, and hot dogs. And you had a hot dog, of course, didn't you? Well, tell we Rick about had. the lobster soup because I liked it. You didn't. I did not like it. Um, it, again, was thin. I think a lot of their soups. Brothy. We're used to such rich, creamy, savory dishes when we think lobster bisque mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. They were on the thin side. I considered it more like a fish soup, and it had hunks of lobster in it. Okay, but look, hunks, chunks of lobster. I mean, like, <laughs> not like teeny little pieces, like big, noticeable pieces it, of lobster. It did have nice hunks of lobster in it, but... I almost stole your last piece. I know you did. But I, I didn't. I did. You didn't, but I let you... I told you you could have it. I know. I wasn't going to do that to you. And then I felt guilty for leaving it there and just went ahead and that, ate it anyway in our little cafe. The the thing... Did, did you have the... They call them a hot dog, a street dog. Did you have one of those? That's a really famous... I, I did, and it was a lamb-based hot dog. Mm-hmm. You had that, you said, when I you were there. I had a big there. one at yeah did you like it yeah i love the hot dogs there that's the thing i remember yeah hot dogs and lobster and and that's about it you all you all must have gone to the more exciting things there like the hot springs oh we did oh. go to blue lagoon that. yeah you we rub did the white stuff on your body yes and we did all, demi again, get all healthy like that a little bit more than i did i did i i think it just i like that it i think when we looked at going there you i thought of this like giant pond basically and the nice thing was they had it to where you could go around the corner and go into a little nook or cove, and therefore you didn't feel like you were standing in there with 300 people you didn't know. Yeah, but I mean, guys, imagine you're in Iceland. It's freezing. You're in a bathing suit, and you are walking outside without <laughs> anything on and getting in the hot springs. Now, you're not fully submerged, you understand. So I thought the hot springs were going to be hot, but they were not always they were hot. Not always hot. It would be warm in some areas. In and some they areas, go to areas where they were pumping in more hot water. Mm-hmm. But then it's almost, you know, you got a little too hot and had to seek out a little cooler temperature. Yeah, yeah. You, you but you could move around. But you could move around. They had like a swim up bar, and they had swim up we clay had, to put on your face. Right, that was freaky. And you're that made my to eyes too puffy, by it. the way. Yeah, it turns your hair like colors. You, you have to keep your hair up. Demi had like a fashionable swim cap I on. I did. I did the swim <laughs> cap and then I did my earmuffs over it. She looked, I got to show you a picture of that because well, I don't think I posted it. But You um, didn't. You took pictures you didn't post? Well, we were in our bathing suits. Okay. <laughs> I might have posted one. I think you posted it. I may, I may have posted one. I don't know. But You're Blue, so modest. Blue Lagoon was, was really? pretty. Really? <laughs> <laughs> funny what you get to know about somebody (laughs) well we enjoyed a week together i did like the lamb though i want to say that i never knew i liked lamb so much until i was there i did and then uh, two other quick things i i want to mention the the power plant we actually went on a tour of the power plant can you believe that rick that sounds thrilling i know it sounds thrilling but (laughs) over there the way that they're set up with the geothermal system fabulous I mean, the people that live in Iceland basically have no heating bill mm-hmm. because of the, you know, the volcanic, what, magna layer. Magna layer that produces the, the heat. heated water at, what did they say, around 240 some degrees. And therefore, they're getting free hot water and free heat mm-hmm. down into the different towns. Um, even when we were out in the country, the one spring 
that was on someone's property, the town got together and piped it into the different homes. Mm -hmm. So they would have their heat cranked up to 80-something and a window open. Yes. Everywhere we went, the windows were open. Uh. But it was nice because you were warm and toasty, but you got this fresh Icelandic air that was coming through the other like really freaky deaky thing i know you were gonna go there i i have the baby to carriage the baby carriage <laughs> I, I was walking down the street by the way a heated sidewalk right because yes. of the geothermal yes. it was just the sidewalks are heated not everywhere but. not everywhere and there were baby strollers outside of a jewelry store the moms had the mom had left the baby in the stroller outside by itself mm-hmm. and the mom was just inside shopping and Demi, who read, what's the book you read? Rick Steves. <laughs> Do you know that book? I mean, like, no. she, it was like her Bible over there. It was. I love him. He's it, a, just a KET travel, and he does a great show, and it's on KET, and just really gives, I mean, it really helped us out a lot. Just, is this worth seeing or not? He rates things and kind of gives you the ins and outs. And But that's one thing I had read is the mothers will go in and have coffee and leave the babies in the strollers right outside the cafe and we luckily got to experience it Demi was like Carolyn please leave that baby alone <laughs> don't touch or it not, or we're going to jail that Viking mama gonna come after you bludgeon you to death <laughs> but the, the baby was in there really I had to check it out for myself she just did. zipped up in there when they come after her <laughs> and, and, and they said it's A because Iceland is so safe and B they want their it's newborns acclimating to the cold weather and getting the fresh air they wholeheartedly believe in it which is also probably why those windows are they're small windows above their windows and they leave those open. And a lot of the doors and even the stores were open. Probably a lot of well-adjusted Icelandic children. They're pretty yes. chill people. Yes. <laughs> they are chill people. I mean, it's very simplistic over there in a nice way. It is. Even the decor in the different restaurants. And very minimal. I'm giving Iceland two thumbs up. What, what is your rating? I'm going to give it three. You're, wow. I didn't know that we had three thumbs. but uh, Oh, I, so sorry. <laughs> Rick, I'm making stars. What do you give it? I give it a two thumbs up. Well, what I remember of it, I, I had a blast there. Okay, you know, it was it was it was a long time ago. And you didn't me. see the Northern Lights though, because you went in July. No, I went in July where it, when it never got dark, which was the right. coolest thing about going in July is it's not cold and it never gets dark. But in October, you get the Northern Lights and you have nighttime is dark and not a lot of tourists. That's right, and not a lot of tourists. So, thank you for indulging us, Rick, on our. Iceland memories. Yeah, we're all glad to hear about Iceland for anybody in Louisville that wants to go to Iceland. And shout out, know. shout out to Amy and Leslie and who yes, put up with us, Demi. Put up with us for a week. All right, soapbox off. All right, well, that's what it's all about here at Eat Drink Talk. A uh, reminder that our sponsor, Four Street Live, is having a bunch of great concerts this weekend. Lincoln Bridge, the Spasmatics, <laughs> and burning las vegas what's burning las vegas you said they barely cover their cooch with those outfits oh the outfits on the girls are fabulous and the band is fabulous and they have a lot of energy and they'd make a great evening out for anyone who wants to come demi likes them too all right looks like uh let's hope we have good weather uh have fun at the breeders cup uh go out and spend some time at your favorite restaurant including you can go to the old stone inn now old stone inn All right. uh, Thanks again for uh, tuning in to Eat, Drink, Talk, and we'll be back uh, next week. See ya. Catch up on the city's restaurant scene every day by visiting eatdrinktalk.net.